everyone. Welcome to the Beers and Fears podcast where we are drunk as shit and we're talking about scary ass movies. I'm your host, Tucker Miller, and this is my co-host, Devin Ruddick. And uh, yeah, we're just here hanging out, drinking some beers, talking about scary movies. Uh, on today's episode, we're talking about James Wan's film, Insidious. And uh, we're just going to get right into the summary of the film. Uh, we're going to tell you guys what we think about it. So, uh, we're going to kick it right off. Give you a little plot summary. Yeah. Alright, so, the parents Josh and Renee Lambert, they take drastic measures when it seems that their new home is haunted and their comatose son, Dalton, is possessed by a malevolent entity. And they don't know what the fuck to do about it. They ain't got no fucking idea. Yeah, so, movie starts out... It's got a nice opening credit scene. That's long as fuck. Yeah, it takes like 35 minutes of the fucking film. And then, boom, hits you with the fucking insidious title card. And I'll tell you what. I was in the fucking movie theater, and uh, they had it, you know, cranked to like 650,000 decibels. Uh, We all bled from our ears, cried in our sleep. It was the scariest fucking thing. Um, I was reading some trivia. And it said that they used 42 violins to record that opening soundtrack. And it's just this loud-ass fucking screech. Like, the most terrifying thing it in took the you, It took you 42 violins to make the most <laughs> ear-rapingest sound. Yeah, like, I literally jumped from the seat. Scariest part yeah, of the... Fucking s- shit yeah, right in Yeah, you. scariest part of the fucking film. Took a shit in your shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe I saw it in theaters. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, like... The first remember like re- memorable time was literally yesterday. Oh yeah. <laughs> Aside from like 2011 when I saw it. Yeah no I went and saw it in the theaters. It was like I'd say like a month after it came out. Like I didn't even know what it was, and so like me and my buddy were just like hey, let's go see a scary movie, and as just stumbled into Insidious as young boys do. Yeah. And As a group of young gentlemen <laughs> typically go to movies together. Yeah, yeah and just happen to be like within, you know, after the long ass opening credits, boom, shit my pants already. Right. <laughs> I'm already shitting. Yeah. And so, yeah, jo- Josh and Renee, they move into this new house. And it, it starts out just like anyone else moving into a house. You know, they're unloading shit and... The, the first memorable thing you see is uh, Renee's putting books on this bookshelf. And so she throws like five or six books up there. And she goes into the kitchen. All, all, you know, everybody's having breakfast. And she goes back into the room and the books are on the floor. And naturally, as a parent does, she scolds her fucking kids. Right, yeah. She's like, don't Shit. touch my goddamn books. Shit on the kids. Well, I mean, what is she... I don't think she has, like, the hive mind to think El Phantasma's running around the house throwing her fucking books on the floor. Yeah, but, no, yeah. I shit on my kids, She's too. like, yo, Dalton, if you're gonna look at my books, put them back on the shelf. Don't scatter them across my floor. Yeah, if you're gonna touch shit, don't throw <laughs> shit. Yeah. I'll fight you. <laughs> and, you know, she doesn't think anything about it. Um, then it, like, cuts to a scene of Dalton playing by himself upstairs oh fuck yeah where he's got the uh 
the foam sword and the shark. <laughs> yeah, and like just one like... fucking kid sits on the top of fucking <laughs> stairs with a fucking Jaws toy and a foam fucking splash pool toy. <laughs> Smacking the shit out of it. What'd you say? He was playing pirates? Yeah, I was like, oh, he's playing pirates. And I forgot just about like the pirates that hold just sharks. beating the shit out of, his, out of this toy shark. And, um... And the fucking attic door oh, creeps yeah, yeah. open. Yeah, number one movie cliche, attic door creeps open. Yeah. To reveal dark chasmous fucking stairwell. And, it, you know, of course, he, he flips the light on. He's like, I'm gonna check this shit out. Yeah, and he you know he creeps up of the stairs. Of course, you we we have to clarify that you have to turn the lights on. Yeah, if you don't turn the lights on, you die. Yeah, stair lights mean safety. Yeah, and so he he turns the lights on, and um, in the stairwell, he turns the lights on in the stairwell. Gets to the top, it's dark as fuck in the attic. Obviously, and so he goes and he sees a ladder like leaned up. He's yeah, like, well, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, there's a fucking scale. A fucking 15th century ladder <laughs> that his mom has already busted her ass on once. That Which, how the, how the fuck she can break a rung on the ladder? Oh, yeah. And, yeah, there, and he she, can't fucking see that there's already a busted rung on this ladder. Yeah, I had actually totally forgot that her the scene just it. before that, yeah. she goes up there. Yeah, looking for shit. And... She goes to turn the light on, but bails because she breaks yeah, a rung on yeah, the ladder. Yeah, she breaks the damn rung and she biffs it. Yeah, and so she's like, mm, "I'll come back." And so she, so back back to Dalton. Uh, he he goes up there, and he's like, "I'm gonna reach for this light, but I'm not gonna climb the ladder all the way." Yeah, he no, like goes stand on like the bottom rung. <laughs> And so he's like reaching for the light. All of a sudden, boom, rung snaps. He Go busts, fucking figure. Yeah, yeah. Busts his fucking dome piece on the floor. Uh, but, you know, it's all good. He just fell down. Kind of goes out cold, kind of, for a yeah. minute. And starts screaming. Yeah, and when he gets up, starts screaming. Everyone rushes up there. And Mom's it, pissed. It was... It was it, it was weird because you couldn't really tell, like, because he was looking off in the distance when he started screaming. So, like, did he see something? Did right. he not see something? Did Pete, did he not see something? Yeah. <laughs> or did well, he Well, no, because just... the furnace kick, kicked on. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, spooked yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And so, yeah, everyone runs up there. And um, they're like, oh, you know, shit, he busted his head. No, he fucking busts his head and then he gets scalded for being in the fucking attic. Yeah, they're like, get the fuck out of the yeah, attic, Yeah, what dude. the fuck are you doing in the attic? And by the way, don't ever come back up to the fucking attic. Like, But then, out of nowhere, Renee had earlier lost her sheet music. She's like, Which I... she was shitting on her husband for losing. She's like, I loaded it up. I packed it. It's here. And he's like, I don't know. Yeah, but then Bitch, I don't know about your she. She looks. She looks over, and sitting in the corner of the attic, is a box that says, "Renee's sheet music." Yeah. Rainey's sheet music. Yeah, which cue the dumbest fucking spelling of a name in the world. Yeah, Renee R E N I A R A I. Yeah, yeah. Like, R E N A I. Yeah, I can't even spell it right off the top of my dome because it's so stupid. Yeah. Apologies to anybody named Renee that spells their name R E N A I, but, but that's it's some fucking dumb shit. stupid. 
Your opinion. I, yeah, so her sheet music's up there. Ominous music, like, slams down. But that never comes back into the film. Yeah, no, it didn't. And, like, There was no explanation no how it got up there. I mean, obviously the spooky ghosties yeah. moved it up. The malevolent spirits, <laughs> the demons that are possessing people, they're... Mucho shit, yeah, boy. Fucking my bad. I'm over <laughs> here fucking slipping. Uh, yeah, these fucking demons that are possessing people, their introduction, their toe dippings in of fucking with these people is to just inconvenience Renee by moving her shit from one level of the house to the other. Yeah. Forget the fact that we're trying to, you know, just take over people's fucking bodies and shit. Yeah, and so... He basically go that you know they passes on as normal. They don't even like acknowledge the whole sheet music thing. So yeah. we're skipping it too. Yeah. And yeah. So fuck them. <laughs> they he you know everyone goes to bed. They wake up the next day, and uh, Josh goes in there. Their dad goes into Dalton's room and he's like, "Hey, wake the fuck up. The sun's out. Eggs and bakey, you know." Yeah. And, yeah, wakey, wakey, hands off, And he's, snaky. like, fucking with him. He's like, come on, man, wake up, wait. And then he realizes he's not oh, waking shit, up. Oh, shit, that goose egg the size of a softball on my kid's <laughs> fucking head. He's not fucking waking up. Yeah, so they go to the hospital. Goes to, Cuts to a scene of them talking to the doctor. Doctor's like, can't tell you what the fuck's going on. It's not because he hit his head. Shit's he's, fucked. He's, <laughs> he's not asleep, he's not awake, he's just not there. Yeah. Like, his body's fine, but... The dome piece is empty. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the lights are on, but nobody's home. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, just, we don't know what's going on. Sorry, we'll keep him here, run a few more tests, and then we'll get you set up at home. Hopefully he wakes up. He probably won't, though. Right. <laughs> hey, we hope he wakes up, but he's probably not gonna. We don't know what the fuck. Shit's yeah. fucked. Uh, you can take him. Go ahead and have an in-home nurse. Yeah. And so it cuts to a scene later of Renee plucking the keys on the key uh, on her upright piano. And she has the baby monitor sat up on top of it. As if you could hear your fucking baby monitor <laughs> over, over the piano. Your fucking Beethoven. Uh, but she, she notices like there's like a little bit of static. There's yeah. something going on. And so she, you know, stops playing and she can hear whispering over this baby monitor right get ready for movie cliche number two yeah and so like the whispering like persists and slowly gets louder and so like she you know cranks the fucking volume yeah she's like just fucking wraps wrist on that volume (laughs) yeah crank that bitch to 11 and fucking press it to my ear and there's like the spirits it's like give it to me I want it like fucking golems on the other side and uh and then boom audio jump scare I want it now. Yeah. Like, and so like she fucking chucks the baby monitor across the fucking room. And which like, is further proof <laughs> that baby monitors are a no, no. Yeah. Big no, no. Either sleep in the room with your fucking kid. Or if you hear shit going on, just kiss its ass. Goodbye. Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause the, the last thing I want is some fucking psychopath whispering to me next to my fucking two month old child through a fucking, fancy one-way walkie-talkie <laughs> which this bitch the second she hears clearly an assailant of some kind yeah. whispering 
which Josh is not home. Uh, her other kid is comatose. Her other kid, Foster, who has no speaking roles in this movie, essentially, <laughs> who is forgotten, which in the latter half of the movie I was noticing, you don't even see him. Yeah. yeah. At the old house, or the new house that he they He filmed ended up like two to, speaking parts and then just disappeared I don't know set. if they just didn't have it in the budget to pay him, so they were just going <laughs> to act like he was at school or he's playing in the backyard or what, but she, the fucking baby monitor, she's getting yelled at. And she just pursues this. I understand maternal instincts and you got your baby. But what the fuck? You are this fucking like 5'6", fucking 140 pound girl. Soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> and there is some motherfucker upstairs. There, You don't know if it's fucking, could be a fucking 7 foot, 400 pound dude standing yeah. in the baby's room. I don't know how he's getting up there. But, <laughs> but it, anyway, so it's like. I want it now. And she throws the baby monitor, runs up there, and lo and behold, there's no one there. Baby's fucking bawling its eyes out. And so she's freaking out. She's like looking in the closet. She's like, oh, fuck, there's no one here. What the fuck is going on? I'm fucking over it. I don't know what's going on. She is super not about it. And, you know... She tells Josh. Yeah. She, you know, later she's like, you know, some weird shit happened tonight. I heard things. I heard voices in the baby monitor. But I ran up there and no one was there. And he's like, yeah, you probably just caught some interference. You know, like baby monitors suck. Like, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just brushes it off. And so, um, which we'll fucking, I will definitely touch on fucking (laughs) Josh's ex machina towards (laughs) the end of this bullshit. Yeah. And... So she goes to tuck in Foster. Oh yeah, his yeah, one speaking role. Yeah, yeah, scene three <laughs> out of four that fucking Foster is in the fucking movie. And um, the good old uh, what uh, Andrew Astor, that yeah. that child actor. Well, yeah. Hopefully he got his big break in his fucking <laughs> five minutes of screen time in Insidious. Yeah. So like she goes in there and they got they've got Dalton in the other room. Like, hooked up to monitors and shit. Basically, it looks like a nursing home in there. And um, you can see his room through his doorway. And Foster's like, uh, Mom, can like I switch rooms with someone? Because, like, I don't know. They, they, it, there's not that many rooms in the house. But he's, um, she's like, why? Like, what's the problem? And he's like, I don't like it when Dalton walks around at night. And she's like... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, like fucking yeah. trigger. Cue the forty-two <laughs> violins. Yeah, like she's like, holy shit, this is creepy. Yeah, which I mean, my comatose kids fucking walking around at night, justifiably so. If I couldn't shake my kid violently awake, <laughs> and my other kid looked at me with the most sincere face and said, "I don't like it when he walks around at night," I'm noping the fuck out of. Yeah, that. no, I'm locking the door. <laughs> I'm pushing my fucking dresser in front of my door. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm pushing my dresser in front of his door. Like, yeah, yeah, no shit. I'm not locking myself into shit, like, I'm fucking, locking him into shit. Yeah, like, walk around all you want, dude, you're not getting through the we're door. We're going to Walmart, <laughs> we're getting ratchet straps, and I'm strapping that kid to the bed. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, next pertinent thing that shows up on screen is, uh, Josh, basically, at, at school, that... I think I failed to mention he's a school teacher 
and yeah, he's it, not just <laughs> at school. Yeah, at like nine p.m. <laughs> it cuts to him at the school, and he's on the phone uh, with Renee's voicemail, and he's like, "Oh, you know, I gotta stay late. Uh, I gotta grade these papers, and you know, I, I'm gonna be here like a really fucking long time." And uh, trivia moment: if you look behind him on the on the wall. You got a little James Wan signature there with uh, Billy the Puppet from the Saw movies. Yeah. His face is uh, chalked onto the chalkboard. Which, can I just fucking... I just want to point something out. When did you graduate? Uh, I graduated in 2012. Okay. So, in 2010, I was a freshman in high school. Mm -hmm. So, that would have made you a junior. Yeah. When the fuck did you use a chalkboard? Yeah, never. We had fucking... By then, most of the classrooms had smart boards. Or dry erase. Yeah, or dry erase. Where the fuck is a chalkboard? Like, yeah, no shit. Where is like, this guy <laughs> teaching? They're in New Mexico. I yeah. know that much. I don't know what town it's set in. But I'm guessing that it's also not set in 1980. <laughs> and they yeah. have fucking dry erase but at the fucking least. Yeah. Which, yeah, that was fucking with me. I don't know why the fuck they, I mean, all pro, I mean, I'm sure budget cuts and shit. It's yeah. not hard, but are you really, in 2010, are you having kids who are disruptive stay after class to bang out erasers before they can fucking go home? <laughs> yeah, like, like, you're staying in detention, brother. Yeah, yeah, fucking <laughs> grab a seat. Which, another, yeah, one more tangent that we were having while we were watching it is he was staying late to grade papers, which every teacher I've ever had bitched because they had to take the papers home yeah. and grade them at home. I don't, I just, I... Yeah, I, no, it, it fucked me up because I'm, I'm, he's like, there's shit going down in the house. My clearly, kid's in a coma. The My wife is saying creepy shit's happening. Yeah. But I'm going to stay at school and grade these papers because I don't know how to fucking cope. Right, right. Like, and so he's just going to say, oh, which he doesn't even grade the papers. He fucking falls asleep at his desk. Yeah, bitch ass is like five minutes later, dead ass asleep at his fucking desk. Yeah, and so it cuts away from him. It goes into um, the nurse, the, the home nurse that's taking care of Dalton is like showing the mom how to like run a feeding tube, which fuck that. Just fuck all about that. And uh, she gets ready to pull the sheets um, to, to cover up Dalton. And the mom's like, ah, don't sweat it. You know, I'll yeah. get it. Don't fuck with it. <laughs> yeah. I fucking got it. Yeah, like, she's like, no, it's okay. Go ahead, go home. I got this. And she's like, oh, okay, bye. And lo and behold, Renee pulls the sheet back. And there's, like, this demon handprint embedded onto the sheet. Which... You told me yesterday was lipstick. Yeah. It's not blood. I think I think James Wan kind of fucked up there, which I'm like, you didn't put the point across. Because I was reading into, like, the trivia and stuff like that in right. this movie. And turns out the demon that we're going to talk about here in a little while, his name is the Lipstick Demon. Yeah, which, if <laughs> I couldn't think of the, the just... Off the fucking wall. Yeah. It's not the fucking hellfire demon or the fucking drinks the blood of his enemies demon. It's the 
the fucking... It's the ruby red lip yeah, smacker demon. Yeah, it's the fucking <laughs> RuPaul fucking <laughs> lipstick demon. Yeah. Okay, I just um, fucking had to so, hammer that home. So yeah, there's a lipstick handprint. Which, I mean, it's a creepy-ass handprint. But let's let's face the facts. It's fucking lipstick. That's the, which <laughs> when you told me that I was like, okay, so I've seen this movie, and granted that was eight years ago. Yeah, but it was starting to come back to me in increments when we were watching it. Which to that that was like, oh, it's a bloody handprint. Yeah, which is cliche, but it it builds tension. Yeah, until you were like, that's lipstick. Yeah, and I was like, "That's now gay as fuck." Like, yeah, it's that it's, ruined all. When you know what it is, it just ruined it yeah, for me. And I don't know why he went down that path because, like, there's no reason for it. Yeah, like, like unless I'm missing something huge, there's no reason that the handprint is lipstick. And granted, what it is is his face is painted with his hand. He takes lipstick, puts it on his hand. He just, like, smears that shit on. And then, like, grabs his face. And that's... That's how he is the lipstick demon. Which, I but guess... But there's no fucking point to it. I guess, in a way, blood is so overdone in horror. Yeah. Obviously, over the last 70, 80 years, blood's just overdone. It's just overdone. Yeah. So, I guess you're trying to add a level of creepy... And to me, borderline rapey. Yeah, like, yeah. But I get it. Like, it's... I, I get trying to put your own flavor on it and shit. It's just... What is Insidious 2, the nail polish demon? <laughs> and yeah. the, the buffer pad demon? Like, what the well, fuck? Well, the reason I don't understand it is because he never makes a point of it. Yeah, yeah. It's never explained. It's one thing if it's like, oh, you know... He's got lipstick... For some reason. Right. Like, it was like, you know, when he became a demon, like, he got bitch slapped by some cunt that had lipstick on right, his hands right. or something. Or, like, when he murdered, you know, or, like, took over bodies or wreaked havoc, like, he smeared lipstick. No, it's not even that. It's just, yeah, he left a lipstick handprint and he left a lipstick face print. Right. You know, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. But, you know, back to what I was saying, she sees the handprint on the sheet. And what he was showing there is the demon is close. Right, yeah, yeah. It's 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 getting closer. Lip, you know, lipstick or not, the demon is close. Right, right. Which she doesn't understand that quite yet. She's just like, uh, fuck, something's here. Yeah, something, something's up in our shit. And she's like... Which, why you didn't just turn around and tell the nurse that was eight feet out of the bedroom door? <laughs> yeah. Which she may have. I don't know, because it cuts from there to Josh coming home. Yeah. Um, yeah, so th that creeps her the fuck out. And uh, I actually think we skipped a part of when she goes to the baby room. Yeah, and yeah. the demon dude's like... There's a there's a ghost or demon standing in the in the like the shades. Veil. Yeah, yeah, the, the veils. Uh, the veils. The veil of the um. What do you call it? The crib. bassinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the baby's laying in, and she's like, "Oh my fuck!" I, I can't remember if that happened yet or not. It kind of the <laughs> yeah. middle of the movie kind of yeah, it's, together. It's, it's spacing for me. Yeah. Um. I just remember when she. 
Because Dalton comes home. Oh, no, they have a whole that, that happens later. Yeah, yeah. That happens later because... Um, He's still basically calling her bullshit when she gets yeah. home. Uh, so he... So back to the, the right. plot line we're Try, on. Yeah, trying to get <laughs> linear again. Uh, so she finds the handprint, gets freaked the fuck out. She... It, it cuts to Josh coming home. Right. He pulls up in the car. He's like, looks wrecked. That, that sick Nissan Xterra. Yeah. <laughs> and so he gets out of the car, walks up to the porch, sees that Renee's sitting on the porch. Right. And she's like, uh, what the fuck? It's like 1130 at night. And he's right. like, oh, you know, I was grading papers. I'm a, I'm a fucking dick. Right. Yeah. And, I couldn't take the papers home like every normal teacher. And so she's like, what the fuck? I need you to be here for me. And he's like, I'm trying to cope on my own way. That's why I'm not fucking home. Right. Like there's bullshit going on. I got to get away from it. He's which he's an escapist is what it is. He's walking away from his fucking problems, which something we skipped that I didn't quite get in the movie yeah. was when he passes out at his desk, he's dreaming of Dalton Oh, in a bed. Like, it's all grainy black and white. Well, here's the thing. That's not Dalton. It's himself. He's remembering. Oh, that's... Okay, yeah, that's part of his... Yeah, so like... Well, so, back to the uh, fucking... It go, touching it, on the ex machina I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're back like one scene, so don't think we're like... We skipped a huge part of the movie. Yeah, no. When, when he passes out, he gets flashes of himself laying in bed. And that's what wakes him up to go back home. Is he's like, that was fucking weird. Yeah, it's like him as a kid, like Dalton's yeah. age. Like, yeah, but he's like, it's like a pan from like the top, like from the ceiling. Yeah. More or less. And, um, yeah, and so he goes home. They fight. And... Um, she's she, like, something's going on in this house. And he's like, no, it's not. You're overreacting. And more or less, she's like, explain this and throws the fucking lipstick handprint rag yeah. at him. And then he walks and she, cause she just hands him that folded up sheet yeah. with the handprint on it and just turns the fuck around and goes inside Yeah, and leaves him to 42 violins in the front yard <laughs> while he's looking at the handprint. Yeah. And so he's like, um, and so jump cut again uh, they're asleep which she's asleep in bed his ass is in the doghouse yeah, on the couch yeah his bitch ass is <laughs> fucking sleeping on the couch which like you done fucked up Josh quit being a fucking dick yeah. to your wife like you like he says that he believes her but like he's not backing her up whatsoever right 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 which I mean in, in all fucking honesty if I knew my son was walking around the fucking house at night. I ain't sleeping on the couch. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. I'm sleeping in the fucking attic. <laughs> right? I would rather be in the rape I'm attic. I'm cold chilling like, with the fucking demons. Yeah, yeah. There's a motherfucker moving shit around. Like, <laughs> the, which, there's just a passive-aggressive poltergeist in the attic. Yeah, jacking people's sheet yeah, music. Yeah, <laughs> he's just, I'm gonna put my change of clothes down and my blanket, and he's gonna move my underwear yeah. to, like, the other side of the attic while I'm asleep. Yeah. But at least I know my son's demonic possessed ass that's walking around my fucking house isn't going to gang rape me in my sleep with all the ghosts in the fucking house. Yeah, and so like, um, so Renee wakes up. Right, yeah. She wakes up to the sound of like pacing and she's like, uh, 
Josh, is that you? And, like, you see someone pacing, like, outside of the window, which I don't know if there's, like, a balcony there. I don't yeah, think, I think there, there... I think there is a balcony. I don't know. On the... Well, I don't know, because you don't see... She's on the second floor. Well, yeah, but from the front side of the house, there's no balcony. Yeah. But, the, but I mean, could there be could the be on the back or whatever. So, yeah. anyways, there's someone pacing outside her second floor window. And yeah, because she... Like, what the fuck? Because it's that same horror movie shit where they're... She's standing, she can hear him walking. Yeah. And she's looking at the window, and then suddenly... Piano hit, and then dude crosses... Yeah. the window like you see him walk and, past the window yeah and so like he paces like two or three times in front of the window and then all of a sudden like he every time he's walking off camera and the third time he walks off camera boom he's in the bedroom yeah passes, uh paces past and so like she's like holy shit like slides off the bed up against the wall like ah fuck and he's like brr you know like yeah up in her face like terrifying and she screams Josh runs up the stairs the dude's fucking gone right and so back to these two idiots (laughs) hearing imminent danger upstairs and just blindly bolting towards it yeah and if I knew fucky shit was going on (laughs) and my wife screaming I love my wife not IRL I'm no wife is no wife (laughs) yeah but I'm not fuck you. Like, if I know demon shit's happening, you're done. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. Granted, Josh has blown her off every time. Yeah. He's like, nope, it's on your fucking head, you idiot. Yeah, and suddenly he's like, alright. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, so he runs up there and she's like, there's somebody in the room. Like, you gotta believe me. And he's like, yeah, whatever, bitch. Like, he's like, it's okay, everything's okay. Boom, fucking house alarm goes off. And he's like, oh, the fuck, macho man Randy Savage. Right. Runs down the Which, stairs. this is, I I know when we were watching it yesterday, this was by far your favorite plot hole. Yeah. That so you were pointing <laughs> out. He runs down the stairs and boom, doors wide the fuck open. And he's, um. Nothing else. Door, doors wide no, 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 open. No. It's not the doors wide open. Somebody bangs on the door. Yeah. Yeah, someone bangs on the door and he's like, the fuck? Goes down there. He's like, it's like 3 a.m. What the fuck? Goes down there. Uh, picks up a flashlight. And he um, tries tries the uh, front porch light. Lights blow out. And so, yeah, he takes I thought the his... door was wide open no, when he gets down there. No, no, no. He uh, clicks the flashlight, can't fucking see anything through his shitty little side windows beside the door. Tries to look through the peephole, can't see anything. Goes back up the stairs, boom, alarm goes off. Which, that was your favorite point, is when he's standing at the door, and he looks out both windows. Yeah. And he opens the door. Yeah. And he looks out the screen door. Yeah. The screen door being the big fucking kicker here yeah and the the lights blown out on the porch and yep. he looks through the screen door and then nobody's there shuts the fucking door that's when he decides oh. to lock it oh yeah yeah 
this is the funny part. He locks it with the little chain lock and then sets the alarm. Yeah. Like, why didn't you have it that way to begin with? You have an alarm system. You should be activating it before you go lay down. Right, right. But, yeah, he decides to activate it, goes back upstairs, boom, alarm goes off. It's like, like some obnoxious ass alarm. Runs back downstairs, door is wide the fuck open, chain swinging. Yeah. And screen door missing. Nowhere to be found. (laughs) The screen door ceases to exist in that scene at all. And I think what James Wan was wanting to do was like the threat that it's an open entryway. I think if the screen door was shut, it'd kind of lose its effect because then it seems like it's been opened from the inside. Right. But like when the when the doors just wide open and there's just open air, yeah, in the entryway, it's like, which way was this open? Yeah, yeah. Where were <laughs> they going? Which did you open this from the inside to run out, or yeah. did you somehow unlock my door from the outside, the chain dealy, and yeah. run in? And so he's like, "Oh you- shit, someone's in my house," and he goes horror movie cliche grabs the fire poker yeah of course the fire poker scans the house can't find anybody and on his way back to the stairs boom alarms going off again and the door's wide open again and he's like what the fuck you know slams the door shut luckily and no screen door yeah still no screen door slams the door shut Locks yeah. everything back it's up. Skitty dee dee, the fucking alarm. And it pans to. Yeah, to, to the outside, like a street it. shot of the front of the house. Boom, front porch lights are on. And, <laughs> and the screen door is back. back on the house. <laughs> like, if you took the screen door off. Just leave it the fuck just off. Just take it the fuck off. Like, it's not it's not a plot hole that, that does. It's not even a plot hole. It's just a hole. Like, yeah. it serves no purpose. I guarantee you, 90% of the audience didn't give a shit. But what the fuck kind of shit with a big budget blockbuster horror movie can you not remove four screws from a fucking wall and then just leave them unscrewed? Yeah, and then just fuck off with it. Like, yeah. what did you sh- I understand that you probably had B roll shots of the house. Yeah. Like, to begin with. Like, but when did you, you're telling me you shot that previous, or the, the next scene with the screen door off before you shot <laughs> yeah. the one with the screen door on. Yeah, and so like. I mean, do you, James Wayne? I didn't, I didn't notice it the first time, but after watching it again this most recent time, I was just like, God, that's really fucking dumb. It's, yeah, it's just... Like, just... When you point it you, out, you done took the door off. Leave it off. And... <laughs> it serves zero purpose. However, it is almost near impossible to fucking unsee once you've seen it. Yeah, and so finally, Josh grows a supportive spine for his fucking right. wife. And he's like, all right, baby, we're going to move. Yeah. Tomorrow, we're moving the fuck out. Which, Which <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think... <laughs> I don't know who the fuck can afford to yeah, just Yeah, how the fuck, the fuck are fuck you just fucking done? Like, you, yeah. you're like, clearly moving from one house to another. Yeah. So you're keeping the negative equity you have on your previous house and tacking it to the new one. Yeah. 
But then you're going to turn right the fuck back around and accrue way more negative equity <laughs> to move to another house, which on a school teacher's salary, which yeah. at best is like 70K. A yeah, because Renee is some sort of songwriter, but she hasn't released the song. Yeah, she's over here fucking fondling her pussy, ringing the devil's doorbell the whole damn day. Yeah. Doing shit while homeboy's grading fucking papers and passing out at his desk. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. She, who knows? It could be a, uh, what the fuck is, like a Charlie Sheen instance from fucking Two and a Half Men. So what, she's got fucking tiger blood and that pays their mortgages? Well, look at that (laughs) show. I know, this is a horrible tangent bringing up Two and a Half Men. But he's a songwriter. Yeah. And you never see his bitch ass in that show write a fucking song. Yeah. He plays the piano with whiskey at it. Yeah. Never once. Dude apparently makes fucking millions. Yeah. Never once do you see his bitch ass write a song. I mean, maybe. I'm just saying. Yeah. Maybe she's Charlie Sheen. So, they, they moved to the new house. I don't know how the fuck they do it, but... You yeah, know. they pull it off. Yeah, it cuts to the next scene. Renee is now uh, un- un- unpacking shit again. And, um... So she's unpacking shit, and she's she's like, I'm gonna kick the record player on. And so she's playing some As fucking... As you do. Yeah, some fucking song, which I don't know what the fuck it was. Um, I didn't mentally take note of it. I wasn't paying as much attention until Tiny Tim came on. That's... Yeah. And so, like, she's passing, walking through the house, and they have this this weird room that I looked it up. It's called a cloak room. A cloak room. Yeah, which it was nothing but more or less like a pass-through closet. Um, and So these motherfuckers have cloak room money. Yeah, they got fucking cloakroom you got, on deck. You, you got cloakroom money. Yeah, and so I I guess it's a mudroom for places that are dry like New Mexico. Right. I don't know. We're from mu- fucking Missouri. We have mudrooms because, like, my shoes are soggy by the time I walk in. Yeah, no. Whether it's sweat, mud, or snow. Yeah. Um, Pick one of the shit seasons. <laughs> We have two seasons, hot as fuck and cold as fuck. Pick one of those. Yeah. And tornadoes. That's... And and so, she passes through the cloakroom, and when I went and saw this in the movies, everyone missed it but me. I'm like, oh shit, there's a boy. Like, he's in like 1920s Yeah, he, he looks like a, like a paper boy. Yeah, like, yeah, looks like a... Yeah, like a little paper boy. He's got the New York cabbie hat thing going on. And he's like facing the wall, like up against the wall. Like like he's in timeout. Yeah, it was. And that's what, when you pointed that out, you were like, oh, if you look, there's like an Easter egg of sorts. Not really, but like you not, it's very, very easily, it goes unnoticed. Because because there's there's like coats hanging on the wall too. And so he kind of blends in because he's wearing like all brown. Yeah. Well, and that's why I was saying I thought it was like a, like a decoration because it yeah. looked like a little like statue that you would have. Yeah. But and he's like, he's like nose against the wall. That creeped me the fuck out. Right. I could easily see how that would give you a good spoon. Yeah, because I saw that and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like nope, like ghost kids creep me out, and. Um, 
So she passes through, goes and like throws, like passes through, goes outside, and you can hear the record this whole time. And she's like taking trash out, and the record starts skipping. And then it like scratches and switches the tiny tims. Yeah, tip through, tiptoe through the tulips. And if you haven't heard that song, pause this, go to YouTube, yeah, fucking run that shit, hop onto Apple Music, Spotify, whatever the fuck you got, <laughs> and just go look up "Tiptoe Through the Tulips" by Tiny Tim. And it's fucking terrifying. It is. It's genuinely. It's not supposed to be a scary song. No, it's a really happy go lucky. Yeah. Um, and ukulele, like yeah, it's a ukulele, ukulele song. And if you see, if you've seen Tiny Tim, he's goofy looking. Yeah, he's just a goofy, long haired British. He looks like Weird Al Yankovic if he was British and he played and his a ukulele. suit didn't fit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he just had an ill fitting suit. Yeah, like, he's he very happy song, and it, you know, talking about tiptoeing through the tulips because he's happy. But in this context, it's mortifying. Yeah, <laughs> like. like Bone chilling, terrifying. Yeah, like if if I was in my house by myself, well, she's outside, but whatever. Yeah, and that song just kicked on. I'd be fucking out of there. Like, yeah, especially and, after I remember distinctly, I had never listened to T- or Tiny Tim before. Yeah, before I saw this movie, and that this was what kind of triggered me starting to remember watching this movie originally yeah. was that. And I remember be I think we were, I may have seen it in the theaters. I may have seen it at my aunt's, like, we were just having, like, a movie night. There. Yeah. But I remember vividly that creeping me the fuck out. And I had, had no idea why. Oh, yeah. Because after looking up Tiny Tim's stuff, like, after the movie, it's not scary. Like, it, it, there's nothing inherently scary about it. But in that context horrifying yeah literally the second scariest part of the film and so she can hear it because all the windows are open right yeah and she's like ah shit you know the record's skipping she brushes it off at first but then it starts kicking tiny tim and she's like the fuck turns looks and that boy that was in the cloakroom yeah is sitting there just like Doing the cha 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 in front yeah. of the fucking record player, like he's just he's like just, shaking his arms back and dude, forth. Dude, he's fucking putting it down. Like yeah. he's fucking definitely in there getting <laughs> him some. And obviously a spook. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like she's like, oh fuck, goes to walk back inside, takes like three steps, gets to another uh, window, the next window, and he's gone. But yeah. the, but Tiny Tim's still rolling. And uh, so she goes back inside, turns off the record. Thank fucking god. Right. Yeah. And um, she can hear him giggle, and he, like, runs past her. Yeah, because she looks, like, down the hall. Yeah, and he runs into the other room. And she's like, oh, hell no. Runs runs down there, opens the door. There's nothing. Yeah, because she opened the door to Dalton's room. Yeah. Because this is the part in the film where Foster has a room. But he's but not he's there. But he's fucking non-existent. <laughs> you, yeah. Literally starting from the move, maybe a little before the move. You never see him again. Yeah. Like, not one other time do you fucking at all see this kid. During all of the fucking spooks that are going on, and the moves, and all that shit, you don't see this kid. Yeah, it's just all Dalton. Yeah. You don't even really see Callie. The, the baby. Yeah, the baby. The baby. Like, um, and so, uh, she opens... 
Foster's room. Was it Foster's room? Yeah, Foster's room first, and there's a horse rocking. Like, you know, the little rocking horse. And it's obscured by the closet door. And so she creaks open the closet door to unobscure it, and it's rocking by itself. She gets creeped, stops it from rocking. And then she, like, hears him giggle again or something and runs to the other room. She's looking around, grabs a hockey stick. Yeah. Like, what I'm the gonna fuck gank are you this doing? fucking kid. All like, right. He's dead. I'm going to fucking gank him with this hockey stick. Yeah, like, you. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> She's going to go fucking NHL on his bitch ass. Don't worry, it's just a fucking demon. At yeah. least Josh grabbed a fireplace poker. Like, I. I would hate to be hit with a poker. I don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't think being hit with a hockey stick would be pleasant. No, not by no means. But, but like, maybe a sharp fireplace poker, as cliche as it is, would be a little more effective than... But also, as far as she knows, this is just a kid. Yeah, it's maybe just, a kid just broke just into her fucking house. little bastard that just <laughs> broke into her house and switched her... What kid in 2010, that kid, what, he probably looked like he was like four, five... Oh, uh, I'd say probably closer to, like, seven, eight. Right. That would put him born in, like, 2004. Yeah. 2003. Do you know a kid that's that old that knows how to work a vinyl player? <laughs> right. That's right. He's like, yeah, just flip that open. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah what, like, <laughs> where the fuck is the iPod dock on this fucking <laughs> thing so I can turn on some Tiny Tim? Uh, of no. course, period accurate, he would know, but... Yeah. So... She picks up this hockey stick. She's looking around. And there's this, like, cupboard thing. Yeah, it's like and a it, cubby. Yeah, and on the bottom, there's, like, a little curtain. And she can see shoes sticking out of the bottom. And she's like, oh, I got you now, you little fucker. Yeah, you little bastard. And so she, like, reaches with the hockey stick and, like, yanks open the curtain. And it's just a pair of shoes. Because Dalton conveniently has a 1920s fucking... Paperboy shoes, yeah, just well, kicking in his room in yeah, okay. 2010. But cue the 42 violins yeah. because, boom, the cabinet opens from up top and he jumps out on top of her and she shits her fucking pants. But then he just runs out of the room. Yeah. Like, he doesn't do shit. He just jumps out and runs away. Like Yeah, and she's like, ah, oh, fuck. The demon's done followed us. And so she calls her mom. No, she calls Josh's mom. Right. My bad. Josh's mom. Lorraine. Which, let me go ahead and get this out. Lorraine looks like she is Latina. Yeah. Like, she could be cast in an all-Latina film and she'd be right at fucking home. She doesn't look like Patrick Wilson's fucking mother. Um, so, that kind of threw me the fuck off. Um, it really bothers me when they cast someone who has no resemblance whatsoever to the right. person playing their child. You paid no mind to whose offspring yeah. it's supposed to be. Like, You're supposed to be like representing. I, I get it. Your kid's not going to look identical to you. Right. But come on. You guys look like you're two complete different races. <laughs> right. Which, uh, yeah. They... She looks closer to being Renee's mom. I get that it's like 2018 and we're supposed to be all about the 
no judgment. Yeah. But you're trying to... There's just continuity errors. Yeah. That... It, it, and it's not like, oh, you know, Patrick White can't have a Latino Yeah, one. yeah. I'm not but trying it, to fucking pass that off, but... But, like... You just gotta match up what's going on. Right. Which, she's not... Like the made from family guy, Latina. yeah. Like yeah, she, she's not like Juanita. Yeah, she's not Mister Superman though here, like yeah. kind of shit. Which that that may have been. I don't know. Fucking who gives a shit? Um, we'll just put a trigger warning. Before <laughs> I've said rape too many times. Yeah, we'll and, just edit that in. <laughs> and, and now I'll uh, now I'm just being borderline racist, but but now like they they don't look similar, and that always bothered me. But she calls her over because she doesn't know what the fuck to do. Right. She's she's puzzled. Because Josh, again, with the fucking... His fucking bullshit ex machina of just not believing a goddamn thing Renee yeah. says. So I could understand her wanting to turn to fucking somebody that yeah. may just at least hear her out without blowing smoke up her ass. Oh, huh. actually... She, yeah, so she calls her mom, uh, his mom, and is like, creepy shit's fucking happening. Yeah. And so it cuts to a scene of Josh coming home, and he walks in, and there's a priest sitting on his couch. And yeah, because she called talking. the fucking priest. Yeah, so she calls a priest, and she's like, thanks for coming over, and he's like, all right, I'll catch you later. And he walks in, and he's like, oh, man walks in. Yeah, and catches isn't the priest the, with his wife. Isn't yeah, this the beginning of a joke? Yeah, yeah. And the dad, priest ain't having it. He's yeah, like, whatever. Dad jokes from hell. <laughs> and so he leaves. Don't worry, Joss has got jokes. And he's like, he's like, what the fuck, Renee? You called a priest? And like, <laughs> she's like, not only have I called a priest, there's your mom. <laughs> Which, and this was shit that I was touching on briefly before we started recording, yeah. but. I absolutely fucking hate her acting. Yeah. Because she does that edgy, I'm going to fucking whisper. Like, are, you, are you talking about Barbara, the woman playing Lorraine? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and she just, she does that fucking like, nobody fucking believes what happened, but you know. Like, bad bitch <laughs> whispery, as you were putting it, She's bad like, bitch whispery. Stand. Yeah. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up and just get to the point. You don't have to whisper. Yeah. We're all here. Inside voice. I understand inside voices, but you're fucking like under a blanket at a slumber party when you're nine with a flashlight fucking whispering. And they're across a dining room from your ass. Yeah. And I so, don't know. It was just, she's unconvincing. And so, like, Josh is like, what the fuck? And she's like, ah, you don't support me. And he's like, I moved for you. And right. we're like, way to go, Josh. You're a dick again. Right. Like, congrats on not buying her shit, which that's one hell of an expense. Yeah. To just shut her up. Like, I understand that she's being completely reasonable. Like, Josh obviously doesn't. He doesn't know, and he's repressing the fact that he knows. But he's just being a dick. Like, yeah, I totally 
my train of thought fucking derailed and killed a family of five there, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's, like, being an asshole to her, and she's like, I just don't know what to do. And Lorraine pipes up, and she's like, well, I know someone to call. There's Which one they call person. Fucking, they call, oh, well, yeah, you keep, keep. So, and he's like, well, how the fuck do you know someone to call? And she she lets him know that there were bad things that happened when he was a kid. There was something coming after him. And this was the one person who helped him. And he's like, I don't remember any of that. And she's like, yeah, well, it was for your own good. We locked away your memories. We made it to where you wouldn't remember. And... Um... And so, yeah, she calls Elise Rainier. And she's like a medium. Yeah. Medium slash ghost hunter extraordinaire. Yeah, and she's got her two her two little minions. Uh, fucking Specs, Specs and, and Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, and these guys are fucking hilarious throughout the movie. Yeah, these they're definitely the best comic relief. Yeah, these these guys do a bang up fucking job. Like they're constantly at each other's fucking throats. Um, like a friendly rivalry at who's the better ghost catcher and shit. Which um fun fact, the writer, mm-hmm. uh what, Lay Wannell? I hope <laughs> I'm pronouncing that right. Uh Specs. Yeah. Yeah, the the writer of the movie uh, plays Specs. Oh, okay. Yeah, which, I didn't know that. Yeah, I that's, thought it was really cool. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, because I was looking at it, like, doing, you know, writing down my, writing down my shit and researching shit. And yeah. Come to find out that the writer of the movie is the guy that played Specs. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and so, like, Specs is, like, the techie dude, and Tucker's, like... I don't know, just like Billy Badass, kind of? Billy Badass slash, like, Ghost Hunter MacGyver? Yeah. Because he's the one that's making all of these ghost hunting implements? Yeah, like, he's like, I invented this myself. And Specs is like, yeah, but you don't know how to use it. Right, yeah. (laughs) Um, And so, like, he, yeah, Tucker plays, like, this, like, macho man. And, like, I just connect so well with him. Right. Like, not only do we have the same name, but, like, we're both douches. (laughs) And so they come in, and they're like, um, they're like, hey, we're here before Elise comes. Uh, And they say it's to weed out the fucking nut jobs. Yeah. As if they had enough problems, they're like, oh, now these guys are up my ass about whether I'm telling the truth or not. And so they go around the house, and they're, like, listening to, like, vents and shit to see if they have anything weird, scanning the walls for, like, electrical fields for bad wiring and shit. And uh, Tucker's got, like, this, um, oh, what the fuck are they called? The, like, slideshow things that you hold up to your eyes. A viewfinder. Yeah, viewfinder. That he's rigged to show, like, different fields of... Yeah, like, ultraviolet light. Yeah. And he's, like, going around, and he gets to the end of the hallway, and he's, like, clicking it and shit. And this is when I think the innovation of the movie starts to show. Because he clicks it, and these two identical twin bitches 
are standing by the clock and they're like that still motion like body contorting thing and they like both creak which, a smile which in my opinion like watching it and of course like my entire life I've watched horror movies over like I, I don't know I've just I my entire like the oldest movie I remember watching was Hellraiser when I was a kid and like from dusk till dawn and shit which that was something that just spooked the hell out of me. Yeah, was yeah, the yeah. fucking the the un they're fucking unnerving like jittery like really quick. Yeah, it's almost movements. like stop motion movement. It is. Yeah, yeah like, and it's fucking it's genuinely spooky. Yeah, which like they it's use like that Silent Hill shit like the nurses in Silent yeah. Hill like it's creepy as fuck. Which they use that. Which all they do is like he clicks it they. He sees them, they cock their heads and creak a smile. That's all they do. He rips them off his fucking face. He's like, get at least the fuck in here. Shit yeah. is going down. Yeah, he's like, okay, bonafide. They're not fucking around. Yeah, like, he's fucking... He, like, shits his pants terrified. And so, then comes in Elise. Right. Yeah, which Elise... Uh... Shit, I don't even know where I was going to go with that. Again, my goddamn train of thought keeps derailing every time I get onto something. Uh, yeah, they bring in Elise, who, again, is the ghost hunter extraordinaire. And you start learning a lot more about why Josh is not, not believing Renee, but is repressing his own memories because of him getting spooky ghosted yeah so yeah she comes in and renee is like oh hey uh i'm renee my name sucks uh it's spelled wrong and i'm a dumb bitch (laughs) and so she's like hey she's like hey i'm elise and he's like josh comes over and he's like hey hello mrs rainier my name is josh and she's like oh You've grown so much since I last seen you or whatever she says. And he's like, the fuck you mean? And she's like, oh, your mom and I go way back. Right, right. Which, his mom's gone at this point. Yeah, I believe so. Because I don't see her. Because I remember thinking, like, where the fuck did she go? But I guess she had better shit to do than having to... Which, I guess I, I understand Ghost Hunters being that's just a speculative profession. Yeah. But if you have two people whose job it is to find ghosts. Yeah. And they're like, nope, there's ghosts. Like, and she's like, all right, we'll deuces. Like, yeah. So, um, we actually miss like a really important part of the movie. And it's, it's when, it's when Lorraine is telling Josh that she's like, I know who to call. And he's like, how the fuck you know? And she tells him it's because she was being, or um, that Josh was being pursued by a ghost. Something was trying, excuse me, uh, something was trying to latch onto him. Yeah. 
And he's like, well, how'd you find out? And she's like, it's because of photos I was taking. Uh, and they kind of like tiptoe into that yeah, at first yeah, they, because Lorraine sees Lorraine. So we are back. Um, sorry for the kind of harsh cut on that. <clears throat> we had a um, little bit of a technical difficulty. My uh, my front door blew open, and then the recording cut off. Yeah, it scared the absolute piss out of me. Yeah, um, I think I may have pooped a little bit when that happened. <laughs> um, Just but- a smidge. But we're back. Um, we're now uh, recording remotely. We're no longer in the same room, uh, which is totally fine. I yeah. Am, I am currently sipping on some of that Angry Orchard. <sighs> Quite delicious. Yeah, and I'm on that screwdriver shit because, you know, it's <sighs> 11 a.m. Yeah, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... We we're not really too positive on where we left off, but we were kind of confused as hell anyway. So what's going to happen is we're just going to start off at one solid point, move on from there, and uh, we're going to have to go ahead and apologize in advance if we have if we have um, if we. Uh, how do you say it? Gone over something twice. Yeah, yeah. If we overlap, that's yes. our bad. That's what I was looking for. Okay, so we're back at the new house. Um, Josh's mom, Lorraine, is at the um, is there talking to Renee and Josh. Um, she's speaking about a dream she had in um, Dalton's room. Yeah, and. and the, she says there's a figure in the, in the corner and that she starts speaking to it. She's like, you know, what are you doing here? Why are you, why, why are you, why are you in here? What the fuck hell? you is? Yeah. I don't know you. And uh, he basically points at, job, at uh, Dalton and he's like, I'm a snatch dad. Yeah. This going to be mine. And, um, of course, she is talking about the demon that is after Dalton, which technically we're not supposed to know yet, but it's kind of fucking obvious. Right. Um, and then <laughs> Q huge jump scare. Boom. Uh, lipstick demon is chilling right behind uh, Josh's head. Yeah, he's just like, chilling. Yeah, he shows us those uh, disgusting teeth. Dude's got a fucked up maw. Yeah, he, they show us his obviously not deep black eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This motherfucker got some colorful eyes that are yeah. not black holes. Darth Maul's just chilling behind Josh. <laughs> yeah. Big fucking chilling. And, um, and so she's like, yo, I got this girl. She's super dank at what she does. 
and uh, she knows how to stop the demons and shit. And he's like, okay. So that's when uh, Specs and Tucker arrive. Right, yeah. They they come in with their, their whimsical gadgetry to try to fucking deduce what's going on in this bitch. Yeah, which I absolutely adore Tucker. I think he is fucking hilarious. Um, not which, only do we share a name, we share a personality. Which, did we get that I brought up that Tucker is the writer of the movie? I didn't know if that was... Wait, I thought you said it was Or that's Specs. Specs. That's yeah. Specs, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that made it to the other end. We had um, we had actually talked for about 30 minutes thinking that we were recording, <laughs> and we were not. Uh, the saltiest I've been in a while. But yeah. I will reiterate that, yeah, Specs is the like the actual writer. Like, Leigh Whannell is the writer of the movie, but also plays a cameo as Specs. Yeah, and which that I think is super cool when uh when they when writers, producers, directors, anything like that get kinda like skis up in on something. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. sometimes it's not for the best, but uh I think it went well with this. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> I I mean like most of the time like I'm used to like uh like Stan Lee. Yeah. yeah. Where he doesn't really have like an extensive speaking role. But it's still very kind of evident, obviously, who it is. Yeah. And he always does a good job, so. Yeah, and so Specs and Tucker show up, and uh, they're like, hey, we, uh, we're we coming to make sure you guys aren't fucking retarded and schizoid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> making sure you guys aren't just seeing shit. Yeah, they're making sure they're on the up and up. And um, so Tucker has this... Um, what what did you call it? Uh, it's a viewfinder. Yes, a viewfinder. Yeah, he's got like a viewfinder that detects like ultraviolet changes in ultraviolet light or whatever. Yeah, some mystical mumbo jumbo like that. <laughs> yeah, some and... some science shit that I did not pay attention to in school. Yeah, uh, and so he's kind of kind of scoping the place out. Your vape is hella loud, bro. Dude, I know. I'm even like pulling my mic away from my face. <laughs> yeah, the that airflow. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> you boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of scoping out the house and uh gets to the grandfather clock. And the grandfather clock is just chiming away. He's flipping through the different, you know, phases of the color wheel. And boom. Two spooks. <laughs> two spooks. There's yeah. two spooks in the corner just fucking <laughs> Ready to do some spooking. Yeah. These ladies um, are in like old, I don't know, what would you say, like 50s? Yeah, yeah. Maybe 60s '60s clothing. Sock hop clothing. Yeah, and they're like, hey, what's up? They do that whole like like creepy stop motion movement that I think is so effective and terrifying the shit out of me. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's genuinely spooky. Like, yeah. And um, it does and, make you feel very uncomfortable. And yeah, they just kind of like cock a smile and they're like, sup? And he's like, holy fuck, call Elise. This place is haunted as shit. <laughs> These motherfuckers ain't lying. Yeah. And... <laughs> you motherfuckers got a haunt. <laughs> yeah, so Elise shows up and they um, they exchange pleasantries and Elise is like, damn, Josh, you're fucking old now. 
<laughs> Goddamn, Josh, you old as fuck. And he's like, what you mean? And she's like, oh, I've known you for a very long time. Your mama's my homie. Right, yeah. Me and, me and your mama <laughs> go way back. And um, so she's like, so let's check this place out. And uh, they they walk around. Nothing's too uh, out of the ordinary. And they go into Josh's room. And uh, they leave the lights off. And she's looking up in the corner. And she's like, Specs, get the fuck over here. And he pulls out his sketchbook. And she starts explaining something. And that's where the whole uh, eyes like black holes thing show up. Yeah, which is the most false thing. Yeah, continuity, continuity error from hell, literally. And uh, and so she explains, you know, what the demon is and stuff. And she's like, he's black skin, black head, black arms, black legs, hooves from feet. He's got got red shit on his face. Why do you? Why are you suddenly British with a speech impediment? <laughs> I don't know. I was I was getting I was getting excited. You're getting into it. I was getting into it. Yeah, and. Uh, and so uh, she's getting more and more and more and more intense with the way um, she's explaining it. And uh, Specs is just hammering away on the page. Yeah, He's dude like is scribbling. fucking flat sketching that shit yeah. out. Yeah. And f- they're like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And finally, um, was, was, it, it, was it Renee? I think it, yeah, I think it was Renee that ran up and grabbed the yeah the sketchbook from Specs. Yeah, and they see the monstrosity of the scribble that is on that page of the lipstick dick demon. <laughs> yep. And uh, and so they're like, "Holy shit!" And so they go into the living room. They're like, "We got to figure this out." And Elise is like, "Yo, I ain't got time." To ease you into this shit. Yeah, typically I would take my time, but now, right now, my ass ain't got time. Yeah, and so she's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna square up right here and say, your son has the ability to astral, astral project himself." Yeah, he's a very accomplished astral projectionist. Yeah, and uh, which is one, I one hell of a fucking resume item, I guess. Yeah, no shit. And so, um, we're going to take a quick detour and talk a little bit about astral projection, at least the way they show it in this movie. And, uh, so a lot of the times people talk about astral projection and how they, they see themselves, uh, sleeping in the bed or they're having a surgery and while they're under they they see their surgery taking place, but it's as if they're like chilling up by the ceiling, looking down. Right. And um, personally, I uh, I kind of think that there may be something to this. Um, I'm not totally sure on how I feel about it. Right. Especially not to the extent that this movie takes it to. Right, yeah, like dimension shifting and Yeah, I'm not too about that. There's like, like rifts that. between worlds and shit. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how about that I am, but I I, I definitely feel like there's maybe something there. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, for sure. I'm not really, like, too schooled on astral projection, but... Uh, well, well, uh, we'll go ahead and condense it down for the listeners. Astral projection is when a person goes to sleep and their spiritual form can leave their physical form. And, um, and in doing so they can, um, see things that are going on in the physical world, but at least by this movie standards, they can also go to these other worlds that are kind of parallel to our, our, our own. Right. Right. And so, you know, it's kind of like that, um, kind of stuff with like lucid dreaming and things like that. It's like next level version. Right. Yeah. But anyways, so she's like, Hey, your son can actually project. Uh, and he's actually hella good at it. Yeah. And he's a little too good. And this, uh, this demon here has led him astray into a place that she calls the further. Right. And uh, which I guess you were saying was going to be the original name for the movie. Yes, originally they wanted to call the movie The Further. I'm not sure what changed that. I think that would almost be a better title. I feel like that just sounds too like sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, I can I like, can see that. If they're trying to go for a horror movie, then I don't know. That sounds like a really good sci-fi movie, but yeah, and I guess it really wouldn't fit in with um, with the next movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, with the rest of the series, I, because I don't think I remember any astral projection in the other movies. Right, which I haven't seen the other movies, uh, regretfully, so. Oh, it's okay. We'll watch them too. Right, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Later episodes, <laughs> uh, you'll, getting, you'll be getting a seasoned look. At Tucker oh, yeah. and uh, me having not seen the movie before, so I can kind of give first yeah, impressions. We, yeah, which is uh, kind of why I was a little bit excited when you told me that you hadn't seen these movies before. Right, right. Well, except for the original. Which, yeah, I haven't seen And I was like... Almost fucking ten years. Yeah, which I was like, oh, this is gold because I've seen these movies multiple times. And... You're going to be a set of very fresh right, eyes. right, right. Um, so, anyways, they're like, your son has been led astray by a demon, and this demon is trying to possess his body, that sweet little boy body. Right. Which I'm not sure why he would want to go for that. Hey, man, I mean, they each their own. I don't know. I'm kind of like, why don't you go for like big dick swinging? But right, never. right. <laughs> um, and so she's like, we need to have a seance, and we need to locate your boy. Right. Well, uh, we kind of skimmed over briefly uh, in the the lost tapes. Uh, Josh seeing the picture in Dalton's room. <laughs> 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 that just somehow mysteriously <laughs> yeah. mysteriously convinces him that oh this is all true like yeah yeah so um so Josh goes later into uh into Dalton's room and um oh 
Hold on. We're not done with the scene we were on. Jesus. Okay, so uh, Elise is like, yep, demon, astral projection, all this shit is happening right in front of your faces, and uh, you better believe me because I'm the only one that can help you guys. Right. And uh, Josh is like, hey, it's fucked up that you come in here. Right, yeah. He, like, freaks out on her saying, like, oh, this has gone too far. I've listened to this mumbo-jumbo bullshit for long enough. Yeah, talking about how they're being exploited and stuff right. like that. And and uh, basically kicks him out of his house. And later he goes to Dalton's room where clearly Dalton is in a coma. Right. Like he has been the whole movie. And uh, he's like comforting him, talking. He's like, you know, I know you're in there, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is, you know, they're having a little moment. Foster's also and... nowhere to be found. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Yeah, Foster's non-existent as of ten minutes. Yeah, pretty sure he's dead. Uh, Yeah, uh, Callie's nowhere to be found either. By the way, that's the baby's name. Which they, I don't think they ever say it in the movie. That kid's gone too. Yeah, they left him at the old house. Yeah. (laughs) Fend for yourselves. Yeah, take care of your sister. and he goes to leave, and he sees the the pictures that Dalton drew on the wall. And uh, he sees a red door, and he sees the lipstick demon that uh, Dalton drew with crayons. Right. And he's like, he's like, oh shit, she was right. I'm gonna cry as shit. Which, which and... we made a very <laughs> big deal out of when we were watching the movie because this guy who's so skeptical he just buys it immediately like you were making the you were drawing the conclusion that how could Elise not have walked in and seen that picture and just bullshitted some sketch and been like oh you're haunted (laughs) yeah I figured if he's such a skeptical man and he's like oh my family's being fucked um You'd figure him seeing these pictures on the wall, he'd be like, I fucking knew it. This bitch was making shit up. And it's all, you know, she was looking at the pictures my son drew on the wall, no matter how fucking weird these pictures are. But he's just like, oh my God, she was right. right. Yes. And, I, and I'm like, well, how's a, how's a, how's a sane human being just jumping yeah, back? Yeah, Josh, you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like what the fuck? First you're an asshole, now you're retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I did. I did make a point in in the notes that you you literally just put Josh is a dick because <laughs> he is a dick the entire fucking movie. Yeah, he's a total asshole. Like he's mean to his wife. He's dismissive, and he claims to support her, yet you know uh, brushes off every single thing that she has going on. I mean, like, for God's sake, she she said there was a man in her bedroom, and he's just like, yeah, shut the fuck up. You ain't got shit. And so, yeah, I think he's a fucking dick. Agreed. Um, And so he, I think this happens, like, out of scene, but, like, they basically tell her to come back. Right. Um, And so she she shows back up, and she's like, we're going to do a seance. And so 
um, if I remember correctly, it takes place in Dalton yeah, it's Bay it's with like Dalton cold chilling in the corner, right? Like on it on his uh, medical bed or whatever, right? Um, let's see here, and uh, so <coughs> it's super super. Uh, to me, at least. Uh, it seems like a very original way of going about it. Right. Cause you have all the like, like, uh, like Tucker and Specs setting up all of these weird machines all around. Yeah. Like, to, like uh, monitor the electromagnetic field and it'll pop lights off. Yeah. And like, um, like super fast shutter cameras that'll like snap a picture as soon as the light comes on. Right. Right. Stuff like that. But then also she's like, yo i'm gonna go basically she's like she's talking about how she's more or less gonna go to the further at least you know with her mind and not her like spiritual form but she's gonna go there and she's got to wear this gas mask so specs can hear her and write down what she says because she's like i'm a mumble and you won't hear right but specs is like he's translating and he's like writing down on a piece of paper like what she's saying. Yeah, like putting putting her words to text. Right. And um so she's on this little like mind hunt to locate Dalton. And um and she starts speaking to Dalton. Dalton's saying, like, you know, it's dark here, I need help. I can't find my way back. Yeah, he's scared. <laughs> yeah, th- things of that nature. And things then, a little kid uh, would say if they're trapped in hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, where's my mommy? I want some ice cream. My butthole itches. Right. You know, things of that right. nature. Yeah. <laughs> Assholes itchy. <laughs> can't see shit. I got a poo stain. There was a red faced man trying to. You're right. Darth Maul came over and said, "I don't know shit because I ain't shit." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, "Fucking time to go." Time to go. But um, <laughs> so uh, Dalton's body just like shoots up out of fucking nowhere, and uh, they're like, "Oh snap!" Um, and there's kind of a a build up to it. Um, Specs is writing faster and faster because Elise is speaking and she is also repeating what uh, Dalton says. And so he's like writing so fast, eventually he snaps the pen. Right, and and meanwhile, all of these machines they've set up are going haywire. Like there's lights flashing because supposedly there are entities in the room that are setting off the electromagnetic field. And it's just popping these lights and the cameras like panning really quick it's just a, it's a very frantic scene like there's yeah I, i'm pretty sure this is like a fucking epilepsy trigger yeah so no like... no kidding like <laughs> it's in forewarning if you haven't seen the movie <laughs> and you happen yeah, to have no, epileptic seizures no no shit like fucking flashing lights warning <laughs> And so, like, Dalton's body shoots up, just, like, sits up in the bed and, um, like, jumps up and starts fucking, like, bull in a china shop, just starts fucking No shit, up. like... Like, 
bashing his hands into people, like shooting them back ten feet. Yeah, fucking which does some like magic hoo ha with the fucking table. Which again, cue the forty two violins. Like yeah, the second he stands up. Oh my god the the fucking the score in this movie goes bonkers. It's bonkers. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking insanity. And um, so they're like, holy shit. And then finally it all comes to an end. The room is fucked. Um, There's papers everywhere because, you know, Specs is like writing on a sheet of paper, then like throwing it. (laughs) Um, Well, Dalton, like, he stands up and he's like, he throws the table and he's throwing everybody. Like, yeah. And so, like, it literally looks like they all just got mugged. Um, <laughs> and so, like, tables everywhere, chairs are everywhere, papers are everywhere. And uh, Dalton's body is just laying in the middle of the floor. And so, um, they're like, that was crazy. Let's get out of here. And uh, they go back to re- to review their equipment and see what it, re- and see what it, uh, see what it found. Hold on just a moment. uh, Oh, okay. Go ahead. Are you having technical difficulties? I believe he is. So, now is the time that I could uh, go ahead and plug our email. I am pretty sure it is... um, Beers and fears podcast at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my roommates got home and decided it was cool to bang on the door. <laughs> no, you're good, man. I just didn't want I just didn't want that. Right, yeah, I get you. No dead air, no dead air. Uh yeah. Bad shit. Bad juju. So, anyways, uh they go to review the equipment. And um they're looking at the still frame or the pictures that have been taken by the high speed cameras. And um, it shows Dalton, like, fucking, you know, doing his Wreck-It Ralph shit. Right. And uh, in a few of the frames, you can see it's at, it's not Dalton at all. It's actually the lipstick demon playing fucking marionette with Dalton's body. Right. Uh, pulling, like, a fucking, like, doing the Bernie with him. Right. Yeah, <laughs> doing some Weekend of Bernie shit. Yeah, like, uh, basically puppeteering his body to do something in the physical world. Right. Which is basically goals for this guy. Yeah, yeah, like, he is, he's having a fucking heyday. Dude is, like, in the home stretch, like, about to hit the finish line. (laughs) Yeah, he's gonna snatch that So it's hardcore crunch time for the motherfuckers that are in the free world. Yeah, and so Elise is, like, Josh, we need a talk. And he's like, what you mean? Yeah, fuck you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so she's like, hey, you can, um, there's a reason that your son is such a good astral projectionist. He is so skilled because Q plot twist, dun, dun, dun. Josh, you can astral project. Right. She's like, you've been doing this for as long as I can remember. Uh, and if you try hard enough, you... as long as you can remember. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, uh, you know how you hate 
having pictures taken. And he's like, yeah, I'll fuck your hand. Right. Are we still are we still there? So they call me. Yep, we're we're still good. Uh, okay, cool. She's like, you're being chased by a totally not cool spirit. And uh, every time your mother took pictures of you, we found that the spirit was getting closer and closer. And she was trying to nab you, nab you up, just like uh, the lipstick demons trying to nab up Dalton. Right. And he's like. He's like, I don't remember this shit. And she's like, that's because I erased your memory fucking men in black style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she's just like, look at this light. Now go fuck yourself. Right. Uh, <laughs> if I can get everybody's attention, un- look up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how she came into um, into possession of a neuralizer. Right. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure but, that's illegal. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Somehow she she made it to where he couldn't remember any of that so that it would uh, suppress his ability to be an astral projectionist. And she's like, but I think if you try hard enough, you'll be able to do it. You're going to have to go in there and save your son. And uh, so she she's like, all right, sit down. We're going to get the metronome out. We're going to get you hypnotized so that you can go in there. Right, yeah, so that you can astral project and move into the further to go save Dalton. Yeah. Which we're queuing up for the best scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 which I I really enjoy it. There are drawbacks to it, but I think it's really good. Right. And so she's like, hey, you're being hypnotized, blah, blah, blah. Goes through the whole hip, um, hypnosis process. And all of a sudden, Josh is like, you know, I don't think this is going to work. And then he realizes that he's looking at himself. Yeah, he stands up and he's like, (laughs) this is a waste of time. I can't, you know, and he turns around and he's laying in the chair. Yeah. Like he's projected outside of his body. And everything goes like blue scale. Right. And at Uh, least can still talk to him (laughs) because she turns around and she's like, you made it. Now you need to go. Yeah, she's like, don't fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah, and so he's like, oh, okay, I see. And for some reason, like, he's just, like, super okay with this all of a sudden. Yeah, it's natural, dude. And if I remember correctly, he, like, goes into Dalton's room and, like, snatches up this, like, little lantern, kid's lantern. Yeah, yeah. And he uses that to, like, light his path into the further, which I'm kind of confused on how he was like this way is the further right yeah I, well he I started walking through the house i imagine he was probably just wandering like until he was like oh well here we go yeah yeah um so he wanders through the further looking for dalton um you know search and rescue style just like aimlessly walking around yelling dalton's name right uh and so he comes across this big red door and he's like, Hey, I remember uh, Dalton drawing a picture of a big red door. And, um, and if I, if I remember correctly, was, was the red door in his flashback? I don't think so, but I could have swore. Uh, isn't the red door, the lipstick demons room. Yes. Yeah, it goes to it leads to the lipstick demon's lair, 
uh, I feel I feel like it showed it maybe in the flashback. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just making shit up. It may have. I can't remember. But so he approaches the door, and uh, you know it's a fucking door. So he just walked through it. Um, goes in to this very weird. Well, shit, now I'm confusing which scene happened first. I could have swore he walked around the house, and that's where he's seeing all of the, oh, the yeah, other spooky he's... ghosties, and then he makes yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you're the... right, you're right. I, I remember which scene happens after the lipstick demon now. Right. Okay, so, um, so before he reaches the door, yeah, he's wandering about the house, and he sees... The girl who is doing the stop motion. Yeah, the girl that uh, that Tucker got spooked got, by by the grandfather yeah. clock. Yeah, sees her and she's just like standing in the living room. Right, because he hears like whistling. Yeah, and he walks into the living room and there's these people sitting on the couch, and then she's standing up ironing clothes, and they're all frozen in place. Yeah. And, um, by the way, um, they had some terrible actors cold chilling there because they were, like, wobbling all over the fucking place. Well, I think that's the, I think that's the point. Because, like, he gets next to the chick and, like, the music's real tense and he gets, like, right, real close to her. Because he's, you know, and he's like sitting, you can tell like the, the impression it's supposed to make is like, are these like fake wax? Yeah. And then she blinks and he like freaks out and like walks yeah. away. I think the point is for them to be just sitting there like acting almost like they're just yeah. frozen, but you can see I mean, that they're shaking and like swaying or whatever. I see. I see where you're getting at. I see where you're getting at. Um, Which I kind of like that premise more than just them being frozen. Like, I think that that's a pretty sick idea. Yeah. To have them fully aware that he's standing there, but they're just cold chilling. Yeah, it's like they're, they're, um, they're like putting up a ruse. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and so like he passes, you know, he's like, all right, fuck that room. Yeah, and, fuck uh, all that. goes up goes on I think like through the kitchen and then like back to the opening of the other room because they're like all the rooms are connected. And so as he's passing through he hears um gunfire. Right. Which it's funny, she's holding was she holding a Tommy gun? No, she was like holding like no it was it looked like a like a Marlin style like just like 22 or something like it just looked like a tiny little rifle like something um, you'd buy a 10 year old for when they went hunting the first okay, time okay so so you're talking about like like kind of like a Marlin 1022 yeah like a, like a yeah a semi automatic well it just i mean it just looked like a wood yeah rifle okay like, okay yeah um and so you hear all these these gunshots and uh he's like the fuck and Everyone's like got bullet holes all over him and shit. And she's cold chilling there holding that gun with like this shit eating grin on her face. Right. 
And he's like, oh, goddamn. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah fuck this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and so, like, he walks around the house some more. Well, I thought right and, after that, that's when he, like, bolted for the stairs, didn't he? Or yeah, she, like, yeah, looks he, at him? Or they yeah, all look run, at him? And he runs up the stairs. And which eventually he goes into the attic, which is where he finds the red door, right? Right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's yeah. supposed to be simulated like the furnace or something at the the old house or something like is what it reminded me of when they were up there at the beginning of the movie and the furnace kicked on and yeah. So I guess that would be what Dalton saw and was like, holy shit started screaming when he bashed his head into the right. Floor. Right. Uh, and so, you know, he passes through the door and um, opens up to this really weird room. That um, if have you seen have you seen the movie Hellboy? Yeah. Okay, you know the um, the assassins room where he had like all his masks and shit set up. Right. That is exactly what what this reminded me of. I get that. I could see that. Like I was like, oh, so this is the <laughs> this is the design choice you went with, right? And you you could tell like um, there's like flames in the background, like. Um, not necessarily in the background, like it's like reflection of firelight on the walls, right in the lair. Yeah, it, it's as if the the whole place is illuminated by flames, but you don't really see any, if I remember correctly. When I first saw that, and it and it still stands true now, but when I first saw that, all it reminded me of was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, like when Freddy pulls people he, into his like realm and shit, and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that boiler room and shit. That's what that feels like to me. Yeah, and it's all on this like yellow scale yeah. where like everything's like oranges and reds, and the whole place is just like lit with like firelight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this that especially rings true when it there's um there's music playing. And there's like this grindy noise, right? And it cuts up to the upstairs, and it's the <laughs> the motherfucking lipstick demon, cold chilling on a foot powered grinder. Yeah, in his just fucking like going room. to town, going to town on his fingernails. He's like, yeah, we don't get these sharp. <laughs> Which he just has all these weird toys and shit. Yeah, just and, kicking it. Yeah, and he's just like pounding away at this grinder, like he's like high speed. Yeah, homeboy's weird. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like doing this like little jig with with the music and stuff. Right, which is still Tiny Tim. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, this is actually quite unsettling. Right. Yeah, it is, and <laughs> they do a really good job of making that whole aesthetic to the room, to what he's doing, to the music, to the environment. Very uneasy. Very unsettling. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think they did a pretty good job in here, and um, and Josh is like. Um, okay, that's fucked up. And he hears dad and looks over and sees um Oh, actually he does not hear anything from Dalton. He looks over, sees Dalton laying on the floor, presumably maybe asleep or unconscious. Right. And he's laying on the floor chained to the wall. 
And he runs over there, and then he's like, Dad? He's like, fuck yeah, we got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah <laughs> get your little ass up. Which he seems to not have any issue getting the chain off of him. Well, if I remember, and I could be completely incorrect, because I didn't really catch this. I think me and you were, like, having a word with, like, we were just talking during yeah. that specific part. But I think he was having him, like, will it off. Or some shit. Like, he's like, oh, if you just, like, focus really hard or, like, don't believe in it or some shit. Like, you can just... Because they were fighting with it, and then the more they sat there and, like, concentrated, it just kind of, like, came off. And then they got up and walked away. Yeah, that sounds like some bullshit this movie would pull. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so, he's free. And uh, Lipstick Demon is like, Oh, hell no. Yeah, you ain't getting away with my piece. Yeah, and so, like, he is on the chase. And um, they're hauling ass. Um, They make it to the red door, slam that shit shut in his face, and they're bolting through the further. Right. Right, because this time it doesn't open up to the attic. It opens up to empty space. Yeah, it's just literally, like, this plane of nothingness, like... Um, this is the part of the further I hate. Right, because they do a really good job, like, with the cinematography and and the the aesthetics and all of that when he's going to find Dalton. Yeah. But everything... here it's just lackadaisical, foggy black, which I guess yeah, is it... representative, but at it's the same just time. It's like a huge empty space with fog right and you're like you could have done more yeah but i get it it's supposed to incite panic and there's they don't know where they're gonna go and yeah and so they're running they have no idea where they are they have no idea where to go hence why dalton was lost in the first place right and um they start being uh chased not by the lipstick demon but by all the other spirits that are like hey fresh bodies right yeah they're also (laughs) trying to make their way into the physical world because as we had reiterated at the beginning of the episode the only reason the lipstick demon was the real threat is because he was the closest to getting into dalton's body yeah yeah but all of these other spirits still definitely want that physical form yeah and you kind of realize that um, all the other spirits that were in the house, um, you realize that they were like next in line. Right, yeah. And so they're running and like they're being like closed in upon. Yeah, because there gets to be one point where they're they're managing to make it through this crowd, but then they all start kind of swarming them and giving them like nowhere to go. <laughs> Yeah. And all of a sudden, Josh hears his annoying ass wife's voice. Right. Not that her voice is annoying. The woman herself is annoying. The character. Right. Um, she's like basically trying to guide them back home. Elise cuts in and she's like, you need to bring them back. Yeah. Like they're lost as shit out there. Like reel it in. <laughs> and so she's like, Josh Dalton, mommy loves you. Come here, follow me. Yeah, help. Which, which I'm sorry if I was in the further, I'd be like, 
that's a fucking lie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because um, everybody's out here, like, pulling ruses on him and shit. So, mm-hmm. like, how are you really going to buy that? Yeah, no shit. The guy would be like, that's a demon. That is Satan himself. Right. <laughs> and so they make it back to the house in the um, in the astral plane. And they're running through and they're they're about to get through. They like go in through the back door or something like that. And hey, familiar face, Josh's spirit is not banished. Like um, Elise originally told him, she's like, hey, I got rid of that thing and wiped your memory. No, it's back and it still wants Josh. Right, yeah, the the like the the black veil yeah, the black veiled woman. I almost said black veil bride. <laughs> I had to stop myself. Eighth grade came up well and hard, and I was like, "You wow. need to mellow out, bro." How how embarrassing was that to your own self? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. That's my <laughs> daily. <laughs> uh, and so, um, they have this moment where Josh is like, "Oh my god, oh my god," but then he's like, "Yeah," then he gets a big dick about it. He's like, I ain't afraid of no ghost. And he literally says, I'm not afraid of you anymore. And she laughs, disappears, and they wake up. Yeah, she kind of like just fades to like black. fades? Yeah. yeah. And so, ta-da! Mission complete. And... Um, Everyone's excited. They're like, oh, we can finally relax. Um, Because. Well, and the whole time that they're like trying to hustle them back. All the spirits are in the actual world. Like swarming them in the living room, trying to get to Josh's physical body. And they're like, you need to get here now. Like you need to. Yeah. Like they're being swarmed. Yeah. You need to fucking cook it. Like. And that's when uh, that's when Tucker busts out that enormous fucking light, which cracked my ass up. Right. That light was like fourteen inches in diameter. <laughs> that's a big ass light. He's like, Poof. he's like, I got that's this. some rally shit. <laughs> and and so you know, boom, save the day. Everyone can finally. Relax. Yeah, he's got Dalton back. They go into Dalton's room. They check on yeah, him. Yeah, and he's like. He's like, Mommy, I'm tired. And she's like, well, you're never yeah, sleeping again. Your bitch ass ain't going to sleep, so you can fuck with that. Like, Yeah. And um, Josh is like, wow, that was pretty crazy. And um, Elise is still cold chilling right beside him. And she she starts to feel a little. Yeah, she's, she's starting she's, to get real, like, skeptical about some shit. Yeah. She, she's like, something, something ain't right. Something, there's something afoot here. And uh, she slowly reaches into her bag, right? And uh, she 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 whips out a camera, boom! Snaps a picture of Josh, which immediately sends him into a fucking yeah. He rage. was he gets really pissed, like really fast. Yeah, and he grabs her by the throat, and he's like, "Why the fuck would you do that?" And just chokes the light literally out of kills her. her. Like, yeah. Spoiler alert. And he sets her back down in the chair. 
Now, I mean, this movie is a billion yeah, years it's, old. It's spoilers. Literally almost nine years old, so. Yeah. So, like, I think anything under five, spoiler, will be damned. Right. Um, by the way, if we're watching a movie that, then that's the rule, that's the rule we're following. If it's under five years old, just know that the spoiler wall is non-existent. We're going to roll right through the spoilers. Now, for the new movies that we will be recording, those will come in two-part episodes where we have um, just a standard review of the movie and then um, a spoiler-filled movie where we can talk about what we, what we hated, what we loved, certain scenes and certain plot twists and so that everyone can listen whether they've watched the movie or not. They can just listen to this episode watch the movie then listen to the next episode right right um but back to insidious um chokes the ever-living life out of her for real which sets her back i hated the that chair. scene oh yeah i it was oh it, it just like that was such an important character like at least played such an important role in the movie and you're gonna kill her off in like 15 seconds like yeah like she she isn't able to put up a fight, you know, because she's like an elderly right, yeah. woman, and he he's like in his forties, and like he's twice yeah, her size he's, in every possible He's not way. a small, like he's not a fat dude or anything, but he's not small. Like he's probably like six two, like yeah, hundred and seventy, yeah, hundred eighty pounds. Like dude's a big guy. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's huge. His hand literally wraps around her. Right. <laughs> um, and so he chokes her out sets her back into the chair to to make it look like he didn't choke her out. And she drops the camera because, you know, she's dead. And um, Renee comes back in to, to find Josh. She's like, oh, hey, there you are. And he's like, oh, hey, baby. And she looks over and sees Renee and she's like, oh, my God, she's fucking dead. And he's like, oh, my God, that sucks. Like, he's like, oh, I'm going to play dumb. Right. And, um, well, I could have swore it didn't. I thought she like came out of Dalton's room and he was gone. Yes, you are right. And she rounded the corner. That's why this scene, at least, was that's why the scene, yeah, that's why the scene becomes super effective because she shows up and there's no one in the room and she rounds the corner and sees Elise sitting in the chair dead and she sees the camera on the floor. She picks up the camera, and it wasn't a picture of Josh. It was a picture of the black-veiled bride. <laughs> I almost said no, it too. <laughs> it's fine. We're edgy kids. It's fine. The black-veiled bitch. The uh, black-veiled hoe. And literally just taking his place. Like Josh is nowhere in the picture. She is standing where he was. Right. Which kind and, of completes which, the cycle of his whole life. She was getting closer and closer and closer. And now she is. Him yes. Because yeah. implying that in the further, they didn't make it out. She took him. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it allows you to safely assume that uh, she has possessed right. him. And um Renee's like, oh shit. She looks up and Josh is behind her. And he's like, what you got there? 
Right. And if I remember correctly, that's how the movie ends, right? Yeah, wow, it's really bad that I can't remember the literal last four seconds. The very last second of the movie. He's like, like, ah. He's like, hey, you know, like, he's acting like nothing happened, more or less. Right. Yeah, and she's all spooked. Yeah, and. Because it gives, like, a flashback of, like, him choking Elise. Yeah. Isn't that the last bit? Because it, like, it shows the the black-veiled chick, like, lunging at Elise and grabbing her throat. And choking her to death. God, I cannot remember the last four seconds of the Fuck movie. me. Fuck us. Yeah, we're fucking pieces of shit at this. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm writing that down from now on. I'm literally just gonna write down the last second of the fucking film. Yeah, no shit. Um so that more or less that's how the movie ends with Josh more or less going like basically sneaking up on his wife right and um and then you no go ahead go ahead now you oh i was gonna say the uh i was gonna mention the the very end credits scene but i figured you had something to add before we got to that no i don't this this scene oh this scene i do not understand why they added to, it. the the end credit thing. Yeah, I don't I don't like it. Well, it's not even a scene. It's literally like three seconds of the black veiled chick holding a candle, and she just blows it out, and then the movie because it's the end of the credits. That's it. It just fades to black, and the movie's over. Like period. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know what they were trying. If they were trying to tell anything. I mean, that. maybe it was an implication to a sequel. Yeah, I mean, but I didn't like it at all. <laughs> yeah, just I, I didn't because I, don't, I have very because, mixed feel. I just it, it confuses me. I guess. Yeah, it's very confusing, and like I had told you when we were watching the movie, I had told you I had never seen after the credits, right? Uh, because when I was kind of doing some research for the movie before we actually watched it. It was talking about an end credit scene, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm missing something important." Right. Turns out, I'm not missing a damn right. thing. Like, you're missing a very small Easter egg for the people who stayed in the theater. Yeah, and it wasn't even good. It wasn't a good. Easter yeah, it's egg. not like because the the like MCU movies like for Marvel and shit yeah. like they always have really mm-hmm. killer like end credit scenes. And it's literally spawned like a movement of people who won't leave the theater until they see the last bit of credits roll. Like, yeah, and like I don't know, I'm the movie. The movie didn't even seem like there was going to be an end credit scene. Like, if there was an end credit scene, it it would have been like Josh walking out behind Renee. Right. Yeah. Hint at something. And you're like, oh shit. Something's about to happen. Yeah, there was no, there was no hint. There was no additional information. It was just the 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 Josh's spirit stalker blowing out a candle. Which I I may be too dense, and I'm not getting some kind of hidden 
meaning behind it. But for me, at least, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Uh, personally, I think it's a bunch of stupidity. But <laughs> but that is the end of the film. Uh, Devin, were there? what did you think of the film? Oh. I mean, I thought it was good. Like, I definitely, like... I knew at that point in time, like, the only horror movies that I really watched like a shit ton were slasher movies because that's kind of what like I grew up with with like what my mom was introducing me to was like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, the Halloween from Dusk Till Dawn if anybody can count that or Child's Play or uh, I didn't start watching actual like psychological horror movies until I was in my teens yeah, like paranormal stuff. And yeah, whatnot. that or even like old shit like uh, Psycho and shit like that. Yeah. But I thought it was really yeah. good because it was ambitious and it and it definitely tried other shit. Or it at least didn't it re- like recycle the same formula as like the psychological horror movies do. Yeah, yeah. And um, I can I can definitely agree with you on that. You know, they didn't. The movie wasn't flooded with cheap jump scares, you know, like something poking its head into the into frame. Um, there were what I could count a grand total of two, like jump genuine jump it, scares. Yeah, um, and the title card, um, probably the most effective jump scare I have ever right. encountered. Um, it's it's not the same uh, if you're watching it standard DVD, Blu-ray, whatever um, in your home. Unless you have a killer sound system, then uh, it's going to terrify you. Yeah, you're you're gonna. Uh, yeah, we we watched it at a decent volume, and did you? It get was that still effect? startling. Yeah. Like it's still jarring because it's just and yeah. forty-two violins. Like, and you're like, fuck. Like, yeah. But the lipstick demon one is is definitely because you're you're so focused in that scene. Yeah, yeah, that one is extremely effective, and the reason I don't knock it as a cheap jump scare, even though, like, if you looked at it objectively and just looked at that frame, it's a cheap jump scare um, because it's just a face behind another face, and he's like, "Grr." But because of the context and what it brought after it. Well, and it also gives you your first like hundred percent straight up look at the lipstick. Yeah. Even. Like at that point it's just far off shots or you it's like hearsay. You just kind of know what he looks like based on people describing it, but that's the first full on face zoomed in shot you get of the lipstick yeah. even. So that's why I kind of give it a pass. Because it's kind of yeah, revealing that, the the protagonist or antagonist of the movie. Yeah, that and I think it has um, some. Uh, how how would one put it? Like it has significance. Right. Right. Yeah. Because she, she's like, I had this dream, and immediately she's like, "Oh shit, dreams real fuck." Right. And you know it. It like yanks, yanks the audience 
in by being like, nah, bitch, this is reality. Right, yeah, it kind of voids any skepticism that you may have or yeah. any you're questioning the validity of maybe the 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 whole story or at least just what the mom's saying. Yeah. It immediately takes and, that away by, nope, he's right here, she sees him, motherfuckers yeah. in the building. Yeah, and that that's why I don't count it as a cheap jump scare even though if you if no context whatsoever yeah it it was a cheap jump scare it's a face that pops into frame um and to top it off the feeling the feeling that lingers after you see his face i don't know about you but like i had goosebumps that lasted for minutes right and I was also like on edge, and even like even when we talk about that specific scene now, I I I get a little bit of goosebumps because like I can picture the scene so perfectly in my mind. I, you know, that scene where it, it clips over to Josh's face, and it's just the lipstick demon literally like right by his ear, like their faces are almost touching, right. and he's just and he's just like. He like hisses at the screen or something, like you know, make you know, makes an audible noise with his mouth, and like he's like, you know, baring teeth. And I think, yes, objectively, it's a cheap jump scare, but the way they did it, they did it beautifully, and I can't knock them for that. Um, other than that, the the movie doesn't really get any negatives from right yeah no i mean it definitely i mean other than the way they spelled renee right um i think that is and that is absolutely terrible (laughs) um which you only see it written down once when they show her sheet music which still makes no sense why it's in the fucking attic or attic not addict right i guess they're banging sheet music now uh, no, I I don't know. Did you ever come up with anything for why her music, like the significance of her music being up in the attic? I think it was just trying to signify that something was amok, something was in the house, and it was kind of, it's like one of those establishing factors of like, there's something in your house and it can move things. It is not just a spooky ghosty that's walking through walls scaring you. It's, it's able to touch things in the physical world. It's able to move them. And it's just kind of an establishing. It also helps guide the movie up to the attic, which, you know, it gets Renee up there and kind of sparks the whole thing off. So I think it was more of just uh, an establishing thing than it was. Yeah. I mean, I, I see where you're coming from on that. Uh, the the only thing I could kind of be like, maybe this is what it means, is because the lipstick demon, like, his door originates there. Right. And so maybe, like, that's why everything is kind of being, like, pulled to the attic. But the only, like, beef I have with that is why would he want Renee up there if he's getting trying to get to Dalton? Because um, he because, may you know, just be looking for 
a body. Like, he may, like, because Renee broke that rung on the ladder, he may have been trying to break her down and knock her out to get into her, but Dalton just came up there and he was like, this kid's going to fall, snap, you know, fall down, like, that kind of thing. Like, he may have been just trying to get whoever. Yeah, but, I mean, the only reason he got Dalton was because when he when when he went to bed that night he went into the first right yeah which i guess you do have a point there because he's the only one that can astral project yeah yeah at, at that right. time um so i don't i personally i think they could have left that out and it, the movie would have been just fine right i have no idea um because because it plays no significance after that clip like it shows like the camera kind of like pans in and it says like Renee sheet music or whatever and then nothing yeah it's like she's not like huh how'd this get up here like she just shows a confused face and then like leaves it up there yeah yeah she'll I mean, even she bring it brought down. it down like... i mean she she may have brought it down because you know she's playing the piano um later but which I mean I doubt, but right. <laughs> um, now what about what about the uh, newfangled rating system we have here? Oh, we're talking about we're booze. talking about booze, my boy. Which counterintuitively, booze are not bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll go with. We were gonna bad. make them bad, <laughs> but then we didn't want anybody to get confused if I, you know, oh, we gave this one out of ten booze, and they're like, oh, so it's a bad movie. So, on a yeah. scale of one to ten boos, ten being the best boo and one being a horrible boo, uh, what do you give the movie? How many how many boos you giving it? Uh, for its amazing cinematography, um, its original concept, and um, and its outstanding cast. I mean, everyone played their parts so well. Yep. I mean, Lorraine didn't look like Josh's mom. She looks like she could be some Latino kid's mom. But, I mean, I think that may just be, like, the way her makeup was done. Right. Uh, <laughs> other than that, everyone was flawless. Absolutely. Um, even even Callie and her non-existent ass and Foster and his non-existent ass. So what they did while they were on screen was great. Right. Um. I think I'm going to have to give it a solid eight boos. Eight, eight out of ten boos. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really liked this movie. And um, every time I someone says Insidious, I think of this movie. And I... I visually start picking out scenes that, you know, creeped me out or scenes that I really liked, you know, like, um, like little tap dancer boy. And when he's in the cloakroom, um, that pops in my head because I felt like I was the only one who saw that when we were in the theater right? and, um, lipstick demon behind Josh and, you know, those scenes and the lipstick demons layer, all of that just floods my mind anytime anyone says insidious or james wan and yeah i think it i 
personally, I feel like it's very deserving of eight out of ten boos. Now, granted, it's not perfect. Like, I feel like they could have done more with the further, you know, like even just made it seem like it was like out in the woods, right? You know, like trees and the ghosts are coming from behind the trees. You know, things like that. They could have spiced it up a little bit, um, which would have made them seem like they were lost, not running. To me, I kind of felt like, oh, they're running through nowhere. Right. Um, it was, it was, there were little things like that. And so I think, I think eight is very solid. Right on. How about yourself? What, what do you, what I'm you giving think? it a solid seven booze out of 10. Because seven, pretty good. Because pretty good. they were that it was an excellent movie. The cinematography, the acting was all very good. I liked the concepts, but the things for me that were all of the the reason I don't give it a ten out of ten is uh, some of the inconsistencies, like Foster and Callie not being included in the movie at all. Like they're not yeah, contributing. They're... There's nothing. Like they literally, and they don't explain it away at all. It just they vanish. They're gone. Uh, again with the further them not doing anything with just the ether that they were in once they came out of the lipstick demons layer, and it for me it seemed like the it was a little slow at the beginning. It seems yeah. like three quarters of the movie is really. I mean, don't get me wrong. The plot development's still on point, and it's still very well made. But it's like the last quarter of the movie just hauls ass by. Like, it's a slow crawl, yeah. and then it's over. Like, before you even... It's like the, the all of the action in that movie is the last 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, which I, I really feel like that's why we had such trouble keeping track of the right, scenes. Right, right. Is because as soon as shit starts popping off, the entire movie just blasts past. Yeah, it's it's a real domino Um, effect there at the end. Like it's just one thing after another after another. Yeah, um, the the curve, man. It it's just like ass drag to full blown. Oh, you missed the movie. Um, in just a just it seems like it's just a few scenes. Like and it just boom, it's already right, right. Um, yeah, but you know, seven out of 10, that's still pretty right, solid. Yeah, it was still a very good movie. I would definitely recommend it and I would definitely watch it again. Yeah. Which I mean, I've watched this movie, I don't know, eight to 10 times at least. I mean, that's at least once and, or twice a year. Like, yeah. Since it's yeah, like, out. I really, yeah, I really enjoy this movie and that doesn't include all the times I've only watched it in pieces. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I think this concludes today's episode of Beers and Fears. Right. Episode um, one. Yeah, and uh, we're really going to shoot for what What did we agree on? Weekly, Weekly episodes? episodes. Yeah, um, and we have we have decided that we are going to continue the Insidious series. And so next up will be Insidious Chapter 2. And we are going to follow up on that with a fucking vengeance because we love this right, movie. Very good movie. I'm I'm actually pretty excited to see all of the all of the sequels because I haven't yeah. seen them. 
yeah, you're in for a ride, dude. It's going to be sick. Uh, <laughs> it may not be the best ride by the time we hit the end, but uh, it's definitely an experience, man. Um, it's it's fun. Fun, right fun. That's good shit. I'm stoked on it. Yeah. And so, uh, if you guys are trying to get a hold of us, maybe tell us things we missed, how fucking wrong we were. <laughs> Call on... us a piece of shit. Yeah, if you hated this, um, or if you loved it, you can let us know at uh, beersandfearspodcast at gmail.com. That's beersandfearspodcast at gmail.com. No spaces, no underscores, just straight how it sounds. And uh, soon, uh, we haven't haven't quite made it yet because we've been running a little bit behind, but we're also going to have a Facebook, and maybe eventually we'll have a website. So... Soon, if you just have some patience, you'll be able to just hit us up on Facebook. I think whenever we get yeah. off here, I'm actually going to make try to make a Twitter. So okay, if you want, cool, cool. we'll let Tucker handle the Facebook and I'll handle the Twitter. So Yeah, and you'll be able to get in contact with us directly. And uh, then you'll be able to know if we're going to drop maybe an extra episode or if we... Um, are going to have any issues say like you know if I get sick or Devin decides to die or if we end up going out of town you'll be able to know immediately and you'll know that you may have to wait a week for an episode and or I will say that if by the time this episode goes up if we do have a Twitter which I will try and make it just the, the handle being like at beers and fears podcast if you can look that yeah. up if you manage to make it through this entire autistic fever dream of a first episode <laughs> <laughs> then then go drop a follow on that page or drop a follow on our facebook page just to let us know that everybody made yeah. it through and uh let us know how we're doing yeah and um so you you should be finding this podcast on all your favorite podcatchers spotify itunes podbean um things of the like uh, be sure to rate us Leave us one out of five. Uh, if you hated us, go ahead. Let us know. Uh, rate, rate and review, please. For for true, absolutely, rate and review. Yeah, because that's like iTunes currency. <laughs> like I, I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm gonna say it just one more time. Beers and fears podcast at gmail dot com. Go ahead and get a hold of us. Let us know what you thought. And um, I think I'm going to go ahead and cut it out here. All right, right on. Um, Take it easy. (laughs) All right, man. I will will see you next week for Insidious Chapter 2. All right, man. See you.